Blog Talk Radio. at the National Archives and Beyond Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Bernice Alexander Bennett, and joining me today is Jerome Gaines. Well, we will explore slave runaway ads and their value in African-American genealogical research through a collection of runaway slave ads from Edgeville County, South Carolina. Now, Jerome Gaines has researched and compiled in a publication entitled The Runaways of Edgeville, and he will share with us his methodology and some of the reasons why he decided that it was now important for him to document some of the runaway slaves in the Edgeville County communities. So let me just give a warm welcome to Jerome Gaines. Welcome, Jerome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me. So, Jerome, why don't you share with everyone just a little information about yourself, who you are, and what inspired you to start your family history, and more importantly, to start looking at these runaway slave ads. Okay. Uh. Well, first off, I'm 29 years old. <laughs> um, I grew up in the country, so to say, in Aiken County, South Carolina, Graniteville in North Augusta, South Carolina, to be more exact. Um, spent a lot of time, I grew up in the area where it was my great-grandmother, my grandmother, and I, I spent a lot of time around them. Um, and my grandmother, every once in a while, she would sit me down and tell me little bits and pieces about our family history. Um one of the key things that she told me when I was younger, the elementary school I went to, she told me it was named for one of my cousins, Austin Jefferson, because he donated the land for the school to be built. Uh, it used to be called uh, Langley Bath Colored School. When he donated the land and had the school rebuilt, they named it after him. And that was something, even to this day, a lot of people don't know. Uh, about seven years ago, I started looking into my family history. I just wanted to know, you know, where did I come from? Who did I come from? You know, wanted to know the stories of my past and what made me who I am because we are our ancestors. <laughs> no matter how, you know, how far we want to go, we are our ancestors. So I started doing research and it led me into 
I guess you would say being a genealogist. I found out I was good at it. A lot of people asked me for help, and I saw actually how good I was at it. So, I mean, here we are today, seven years later, and I'm taking on clients, and I'm still digging deeper and deeper into my genealogy. A lady told me a couple of years ago, I was at the South Carolina uh, State Archives, and she looked at me and she said, she said, you're, you're a young man. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, well, I just want to tell you, you're going to be doing this research the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> and looking at, you know, all the information I have now and all the stuff I'm getting into, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'll be doing this the rest of my life and I'll be able to pass it to my kids, grandkids, or whoever want to take it up <laughs> so they can continue. Well, that's wonderful because uh, why are we doing this type of research? You, you're there, you're doing it to, to leave a legacy for your family. And so how did this whole idea come about that you would compile a list of slave ads from Edgefield County? Okay. Doing genealogy research and, you know, being uh being descendants of African Americans, uh, Native Americans, anybody who was in bondage. Runaway slaves is is something that you need to look into. Prior to eighteen seventy, nine times out of ten we can't find our ancestors on the census record. Um and a lot in a lot of cases we don't even know who owned our ancestors. Yeah, we have surnames, but the the thing about eighteen seventy is a lot of people that were in bondage, a lot of them changed their surnames from their owner's last name. So I looked into the runaway ads because I just sat one day and I was talking to one of my cousins and I thought, I said, have you ever thought, I said, just take yourself and put yourself in bondage. Would you want to be there? And you know that, of course the answer is no. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't right. want to be in bondage. I, mm-hmm. I said, would you be a runaway? And she said, she said, yeah, I would do everything I could to get away. I said, so what makes us think that our ancestors weren't runaways, you know, that they didn't mm-hmm. try to get away? And that's when I started looking into, you know, the runaway ass, because I had seen something come across my feed one night, and then I started looking into the newspaper archives. And with Edgefield, um, a lot of the archives online start like 1836. Like, you can't get before that. So, of course, you have close to 30 years of archives to go through before slavery was over to find runaway ads. And when I found the Edgefield runaway ads, I saw names, I saw locations that were familiar to me. And I said, hey, you know, I should compile these because somebody else doing genealogy research or somebody who just wants to know more about runaway slaves beyond Harriet Tubman and, you know, her great things that she did, you know, we can learn about people in our own backyard our own ancestors, mm-hmm. who got away. That's a good point. And I even wonder how many people even thought to look in their own backyard to find out that others ran away. And one of the things about Edgefield County is that is a very large slave-owning community. But as you said, you turned to someone and said, if you were in bondage, would you want to stay of what you run away. So what tell us uh, and give us what you would consider some unique experiences you had when you began to look at some of the runaway slaves from the Edgefield County areas. 
Uh, some of the unique things that stood out to me was the descriptions of these in the ads, the way that they describe people. You got they describe them all the way down to complexion, you know, what they had on, how they talked, uh, what type of hair, and a lot of times where they were from. You know, you see once in a while you'll see African. Another time you'll see North Carolina. Used to be owned by such and such, and, you know, now they're in Edgefield and belong to this subscriber. It's it's all types of stuff. They tell you what, if some had jewelry on, I, I've seen some in some other places that have taken horses. <laughs> they take horses. Mm-hmm. They describe the horse all the way down to a T. So it's it's just a lot of description. And if you're on, if you're doing genealogy, trying to find your family history, this type of stuff is important because I mean, you might never find a picture of this ancestor, but you can find this runaway ad, and you can get an idea, you can get a feel, you can imagine what your ancestor looks like, what they were going through during this time. And a lot of people don't want that, but a part of healing, you know, the next generation is understanding what the past generations have gone through. And when you mention the the descriptors, I mean, one of the things that you, you just said, and I heard it loud and clear, they could describe what the hair looked like, the statue of the person, how they sound. Sometimes they even talked about what they said, uh, who owned them, where did they come from. I mean, this is information that you may not find any other place but in one of those ads. So Mm -hmm. for me, you're saying, wait a minute, you are missing a lot of documentation by not going to the runaway ads. That's correct. You're missing something. And so tell us your time frame, what time frame did you look at when you began to look at these ads and also – did you find a trend? That is, did you find that you saw runaway ads during a certain period of time, or were these ads were the runaway ads for people who ran away all year round? Okay, uh, the time period, as far as when you say time period, you talking about how long I looked into them or how long were the ads running? No, I mean from 18 what to, you know, at what time period did you look at those ads, yes. Okay, yes. Starts about 1838, and Mm -hmm. the ads run all the way through, I want to say it was 1865. Okay. 1865, and as I looked at the ads, one of the other things that intrigued me, as we get closer to the end of slavery, the rewards became higher for these slaves. You know, earlier, you know, you might see $20, but when we get towards the end, you see $300 reward, $500 reward. And, yeah, slaves ran away all year round. <laughs> it wasn't a particular season where, okay, it's time to run away. No, they, they ran away all year round. Uh, you see ads from January all the way through December. And in some cases, okay. I, I'm i going to devote more time following this, trying to trace down, you know, what happened to them. Because you see mm-hmm. some ads that repeat, that repeat over months. You see some ads 
uh, one of my favorite ones, I'll talk about that one later, um, it says that a person got away and they were gone for months or had been gone for months, like they still had never found this person. Did you also, I mean, when you talk about people were gone for months, does that imply that they had some help as they were running away? They It was almost like they had their own little unique underground railroad of which there were people in different places helping them as they ran away? Yes, yes. I I, I would guess, yeah, that, that, that they had help because a lot of times if you don't plan, you're planning to fail. Um, and a, and a lot of these ads, they tell you where the people are headed, where they think they're headed. They tell you where they where they originally come from, and they they say you know they might be headed towards Charleston, might be headed towards Virginia, as if they have a lot of family in this area. Those types of you know th- those types of details help out, especially in genealogy research, because you may look at an 1870 census record. A person may be living in Edgefield. And it says that they were born in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You find a runaway ad, and the runaway ad says that this person has family in Virginia, same first name. So, so when you looked at some of these ads, though, and and I'm going to ask you just to, to read maybe three of those ads so people could get a feel for what's in the ad. But did okay. some of these ads imply that they knew where the people were going or that they had no idea? I mean, some might even have said, you know, was there a reason for the the, the runaway? Okay. In some cases, they said that they thought they were going to a certain place, but not necessarily that they knew that they were headed in that direction. But, I mean, who would – me personally, if I was in bondage, of course, I'm trying to get away, and you have two options when getting away. You either go where it's familiar, or you go where mm-hmm. you don't. You have no clue. You're just trying to get away. So I would say it it might be a toss up between those that went where it was familiar, because if you go to an area that's familiar, that people know you in that area. Mm-hmm. And a lot mm-hmm. of times the slave catchers know you in that area. So I would try to stay away from areas that I've been through. I've been sold in. I would try to stay as far away from those areas as I could. And you mentioned the word slave catcher. You You just said something, slave catcher. So did they identify individuals who were assigned to catch the slave, or was it more of an ad and a sheriff or somebody was responsible for tracking down the, the person that ran away? They ran these ads to everybody. Any, and that's why they use such descriptive factors, because they wanted anybody who sees them to bring them to the local jail to return them to the plantation. They put the plantation that a lot of times they put the plantation that they come from. They put the, you know, the owner. And in some cases, a lot of these ads are brought to jail. That's the title of the ad. And these are people who have been brought to jail because they were runaways. And somebody noticed them, and they didn't have free papers. They didn't have a pass, and they were brought to jail, and they were just asking, you know, does anybody know who this person belongs to? Well, did any of those ads 
state that the person would say, well, I was enslaved by a certain person's name, and they would give that name, or did they have to That's make correct, basically? Yes. yes. Okay. So, okay. Jerome, share with us three three ads that you you really feel stood out that made you say what? <laughs> okay. I'll start with one. The title says Notice, Stolen or Runaway, from my plantation on Mine Creek on last evening. Four Negroes to wit, a man by the name of George, about 47 years old of dark complexion. His wife by the name of Sylvie, about 38 years old of very dark complexion, tall in stature, Uh, and then it, that page kind of veers off where you can't see the next line. Then it then it goes down. Their child by the name of Ari, about seven years old of dark complexion with large white eyes. The other a girl wow. about fifteen years old by the name of Gilly, of dark complexion. Any person taking up said Negroes and lodging them in any jail where I can get them will be thankfully rewarded by the undersigned. And this is. By Precious Lark. Wow. So this is a family so, that was running away? Is that what you're yes, saying? Yes, and this is why I, yes, this is why it was intriguing to me because this is a father, mother, and their two children that have run away. Oh wow. Now see I'm curious. I wanna know what happened to them. Wow. <laughs> and this will be a disrespect. <laughs> yes, yes. What happened to them? Can we even find them? You have some good information there. So tell us another one. Okay. Another one that I like or that stood out to me. Let's see where we're at. This is another one. It says forty the title was forty dollar reward. The above reward will be given for the apprehension and delivery in any convenient jail of two Negroes, the property of the subscriber, a man and a woman. The man's name is Austin, very dark complected, has one of his upper front teeth out, 5 feet 8 or 10 inches high, and weighs near 200 pounds. The woman's name is Phyllis, copper-colored, chunky, and about 22 years of age. The fellow ran away about two years ago and was for nine months in Augusta, Georgia, hiring his time to different persons. It is probable he is now in that place as when last heard from, he was making his way in that direction. Half the above reward will be given for the delivery of either of the above Negroes. And this is John A. Eichelberger. Wow. the subscriber. Wow. So he, he ran away. He ran knew away. what he did. He hired himself out for nine months. Then it sounds like maybe he was caught. And then he ran away mm-hmm. again. Yeah. That's but another one the, of those that idea. I want to know what happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> just the idea that he ran away two years prior to this. And for yeah. nine months, he was in Augusta, just, just right across the bridge. That's right. Hmm. It makes you wonder, how did he end up getting caught so that he would run away again? 
I would presume he was giving too much information out. Mm-hmm. So the, let, the let, let us hear a third one. <laughs> the third one is, is, is the title is just ran away. From the residence of the subscriber on the seventh installation, the following Negro slaves, Annis, a mulatto woman about 50 years of age, and her two children, Emma and Sophie, both mulattoes, the eldest about 12 and the other about 10 years of age, Betty, a likely black woman about 25 years of age, and her two children, both mulattoes, one a likely boy about five years of age and the other a girl about two years old. Said Negroes are accustomed to housework and are valuable as seamstresses, particularly Betty. All persons are hereby cautioned from harboring said Negroes as the law will strictly be enforced. Wow. So you have uh, women that are running away with a child, with a male child. Looking at the, the story, I would presume that these kids are the pro- I mean, are the product of the slave owner. Like these are mulatto mm-hmm. children, and there's no no father stated nothing. Both these women women have mulatto children, so these children are probably, you know, their father is probably the slave owner. Mm-hmm. Such valuable information that's in these ads. So tell us, how can individuals uh, obtain a copy of your uh, research? Okay. Yeah, on my website. My website is rootworkgenealogy.com. And as soon as you go to the website, at the top of the website, um, the top of the page, it says buy our book. And that's where the, the Runaways book, the Edgefield version, is at. And, I mean, it's very valuable information. It, it's good for anybody who's doing genealogy work, who just wants to do some black history. They want to know some history that, you know, this is history that we weren't taught. We don't know about runaways from our own backyard or runaway. We don't know about runaway ads. And I know I, I probably I shared with you that at the Midwest African American Genealogy Institute in our slave era research uh, class, we talked about the runaway slave ads. And mm-hmm. every participant in that class had to find a runaway slave ad and read that ad. And the reason we did that is because once you start reading those ads, you then realize this is a valuable piece of research that people don't talk about a lot. Because just if you have described to us very graphically what the people look like, where they were going, the age, I mean, all all the information that you may want to find, that you're wasting your time reading the slave schedule when you could be looking at the slave ads by going in your own back exactly. door and finding out what's happening. So I'm just appreciative of the uh, uh, opportunity to have talked to you and to know that you have taken the time to at least go and look for those ads. Now, one of the things that I want to know is how long did it take you to gather this information and how many ads do you have? 
Okay. Uh, for Edgefield, it took me it took me a couple weeks. Um, this isn't my only business. I have a lot of stuff I'm I'm into. So it took me a couple weeks to compile these ads to go through and kind of weed out a few duplicates because because like I said, some of these ads were ran repeatedly because some of these people were never caught. I seen one ad that ran for it was three or four years. Like they were still running this ad for this this one particular person. Um, but for Edgefield, yeah, it took me a couple weeks. I'm also working on an Augusta. I'm working on an Augusta version, and the Augusta Chronicle ran for a longer time in this particular Edgefield news that I think it's called the Edgefield Advertiser. This particular mm-hmm. newspaper. And the Augusta Chronicle one is going to be 200-plus ads. Um, This one has about roughly close to 100 ads. And these are from the the Edgefield Advertiser. This is from the Edgefield Advertiser. That's correct. Mm -hmm. So uh, were these, these were ads that you pulled offline? From the Edgefield Advertiser, or you went actually to the Edgefield Advertiser's office and went through their archives? What I did originally, I found, of course, I found the information online one night, and I said, well, okay, I'll call up to Edgefield, and I'll go up there and make sure that the ads are the same thing, you know, that I'll be getting the same ads when I search certain keywords. So I pulled one ad one night, and I went up to Edgefield, and I used that same date, same time, and I looked through their physical archives, and, yeah, it was the same. So I said, okay, I can pull all this stuff from online because, you know, when you're going through microfilm, (laughs) you can't search keywords. You just have to keep And then, again, do you think you even exhausted all of the ads that came from Edgeville, or you just gave a sample of what the ads were looking like for Edgeville? This is just a sample. There are more ads. From Edgefield, there are more ads from other areas that include Edgefield, like surrounding mm-hmm. cities, probably Columbia. I've seen even in my Augusta research, there are ads of runaway slaves from Edgefield because they, they're two, the two areas are connected. So they ran the ads in Edgefield and Augusta because a lot of times the slaves came from Edgefield, went to Augusta, or vice versa. And so one of the things for those of you that are listening, go and look online, search your community, and search for uh, runaway slave ads. You will be amazed at the information that you gather. And just as Jerome did it for Edgeville, and now you're saying Augusta, Think of all of the people that are listening, if they did the same thing. And, of course, there are runaway slave ad databases that all of you can also look at. So we're going to close out the show. And do you have any parting words before we end the show today? Uh, parting words. My parting words would be please find out where you come from. Find out who you come from. Do do research. These runaway ads are only a part of it, you know. Talk to your elders. That's that's who I that's who drove me along this path. Talking to my my elders and my family. They they they're they're a key. 
they have your history. You have to talk to them to help you find, you know, find out who you are. If you have elders 70, 80, 90 years old, that's 70, 80, 90 years of history that you could be, you know, you could be getting a head start by talking to your elders. Okay. You heard it from a young man telling you all to talk to your elders. And I certainly want to just encourage you, continue doing what you're doing, Jerome, because I want to see you with more documents and more research to share with others. And thank you so much for for joining me today. And everyone, remember, your ancestors left footprints, and some of those footprints may be in some of those runaway ads. Thank you so much for joining research at the National Archives and Beyond Blog Talk Radio, and I look forward to all of you joining me next week. This is your host, Bernice Alexander Bennett. Thank you so much, Jerome. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for having me.